I can't even uh-huh, take uh-huh. it. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Off Space Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Chuka Offer, and I'm Ezigo Offer. We were just laughing at. Apparently, I'm disgusting, but not all the time disgusting. Like some people, but just certain things I really don't think is just nasty. I think it's just like whatever. I think it's I'm really being economical. I think it's like teenage boy gross that like you're supposed to grow out of. <laughs> For some reason, remnants still linger. You know? So I didn't grow out of them. Yeah, we're, you're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, um, I guess we can't leave y'all hanging. The example this time, I don't care if y'all niggas think I'm nasty. Like, um. As it goes chewing gum when we were doing the mic test before the yeah. podcast, and I was like, "Bro, why don't you just spit that into your water that you're drinking, and then drink the water, and then the gum will be preserved." <laughs> <in> this- <laughs> you can eat the gum afterward. I can't even let that slide just be presented. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Bro, I'm gonna just get another piece of gum, bro. We're not poor like that. Like, we're not struggling." <laughs> Okay, my whole glass of water for just for that single piece. It's a but little it's minty, right, you know what I'm saying? You add a little mint to the water, you hear me? <laughs> hey, start my Monday off right. No, anyways, um, let's get to a weekly wrap-up. I got a little bit to say, to be honest, so I'll let Ezigo get it popping first. All right, I'm going to see if I do this right, you know. Yo, no hice mucho, pero esta semana es bien. Uh, Nigga, we yeah, have an yeah, English audience. Yo, fui pescar con mi amigos. Uh... <laughs> And so basically, all I was saying was, not much happened. It's been a good week, though. Uh, I went fishing with my friends again. This man thinks he's from Uptown. (laughs) I would say, slowly but surely, if nothing else happens while I'm injured, I just want to say I learned Spanish. And learned it, like, actually well. So that's all I want. But, um, for me, it was that basically a good wrap-up of your week. Yeah. And then for me, um... A couple unfortunate events happen, but we're turning them into fortunate events. And to be honest, let me take that back. I don't even look at them unfortunate because they were necessary events. Um, one thing that I do want to do. Um, I'm sorry. I forgot something completely that we have to do right. And sorry. Shouts out to Sumpto, my boy. He just turned 22 and we took him out for his first time getting drunk ever. Me, Mason, and Chad and everything. So I know Mason and Chad are probably going to be listening. So really do appreciate y'all. And I know that made Sumpto's whole like year or whatever because he's never really like experienced that well. Just like going and, out. He's been drunk before. but like No, he, he's never been like for real drunk. Really? And he got, we got him fucked. Yeah, you got him fucked. <laughs> we got him fucked. Oh, no. <laughs> so I don't know. How did I forget that? Like, Shouts out to my mans, damn. I'm telling you, my memory shit. Shouts out to my mans, yeah. damn. Oh, God, hit him with a 16. You know what I'm saying? I got some bars on me. You're <laughs> but anyway, shout out to my young nigga, Sumto, and shout out to Mason and them. But um, like I was saying, kind of one thing that we really take for granted and we really this is there's so many as you get older, sometimes you realize all the corny shit that your parents said and the corny shit you hear is really some of the most honest and truthful shit ever. It just sounds corny because you're young, you know, like people say, save your money, like be careful of who you keep around you, like all that corny shit. And you're just like, all right, yeah, nigga, whatever. And then you get older and you're like, oh, that was actually really true. Like now I'm hurt. Like I'm really hurt because I kept some losers around me when I should have just kind of loved from a distance and, you know been on your grind doing your own thing yeah. you know and just for your own mental health and your own sanity but one of the biggest things that people have always said is you need to work on yourself and you need to learn how to love yourself before you can love someone else amen and that is such an honest truth and i'm not gonna go too much into like some sermon type shit because i know y'all are here for the jokes and like <laughs> and for some of the like um 
takes that we have on some of the more popping things going on. I'll talk that talk to But, <laughs> I mean, it is my platform. No, let me stop. But what I will say is that you have to learn yourself and learn how to love yourself because of the fact that you learn you have to learn how to teach other people to love you or else you're just going to be confused about random shit like you get so confused about how people react towards you when you're upset or like how people take certain things but if you don't explain to them right from a real area of knowing how what you need like that's just one of the main bottom lines until you know yourself you don't know what you need you don't know that you like the funny person you know what i'm saying you don't know that you like um to be touched right mm-hmm. you don't know if you like to be caressed you don't know if you like to be banter spoken to a type of way like banter like roast like jokes unless you know yourself you don't get all of that and that's a part of i know mental health has come to the forefront of society right now it's become one of the more important things we talk about but just for peace of mind and just for healthy mental state and mental health one of the biggest keys that all of us should do in our youth you know like the younger the better obviously but it's never too late is just take some time alone to really learn who you are and learn what you need so you will be much happier in the future because it's always going to be a never-ending battle you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. it's something you got to work on every day but some of us like for instance i learned so far my journey just began it's like i have a real big pride issue you know what i'm saying like real big pride issue and i'm real bad with communication and some of that stuff you can't blame yourself too much because that's not stuff you learned oh that's not stuff that you just you chose it's stuff that you unconsciously have learned your whole life you know whether it be upbringing whether it be who you are i mean i'm not going to go too much into detail but i mean we're nigerian you know what i'm saying like Igbo people are very prideful like african oh people my are goodness. very prideful. it's even a stereotype you know? in nigeria for Igbo people <laughs> yeah. like that tribe like it's being prideful. That's what i'm saying like africans are already called prideful nigerians are already called prideful in general but even in nigeria Igbo people are called the prideful people. you know what i'm saying like we just get to like you can really just like break down and we have to learn as adults sometimes to unlearn and to tear down some of the things we've always felt or unconsciously done so we can learn what we really need so we can stay in a good mental state so that's going to be my spiel for today there's all love and just so that we can all learn how to love each other properly and to love ourselves properly with what we need and i mean all that just takes communication whether it's intrapersonal communication and within yourself or you know between individuals you got to just let it all out and come to an understanding and you know i let's let's give it a round of applause for that man that shit was beautiful (laughs) i mean we're definitely uh just to keep it a little bit black and white obviously i tried to i'm trying to be more vulnerable you know in more areas and it is hard especially to be vulnerable in like a public space you know like anybody can click this podcast but my girlfriend and I are separated at the moment, but it's it's kind of we're working towards a better future and I'll leave that at that. And so it's separately together <laughs> kind of thing, like whatever. But it's no love loss on my side and I and I know it's no love loss on her side and we're just really doing the mature thing. And if anything, this is something I would suggest so strongly to anybody I know that doesn't that isn't mentally whole right now Mm -hmm. you know like that's something i really would get into but anyways Um, let's get to the fart jokes oh no (laughs) yeah real quick though and i don't want to stray too much but i don't know like what you just said definitely reminded me of uh throwback to episode two or three of the reboot of season two everyone knows like when we brought it back um and we talked at the beginning there was a certain comment that was love i don't know that just made me remember that on the on the on the itunes 
No, I don't remember. Think oh, back. oh, <laughs> but throwback. Are, are you, you know, talking you know. about the nigga that was like, um, I did. He gave us a one star because he said that I stole his girl. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so that just made me think back to it. It's funny just because I mean, if you, th- it's like, what, what, what were you gonna say? Like, if you're listening, like, uh, it's like the um offset shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you won. Y'all won. <laughs> See, now this nigga making jokes on me, bro. Y'all that's won. funny, though. Bro, is it, that's how you know, bro, that I had work to do. Like, as soon as... Obviously, like, I've grown from this point. Like, we're just getting jokes off and trying to make, you know, light, keep it lighthearted. But really, as soon as, like, shit happened initially before we came to this mature spot, like, really, I wanted to just send out the y'all one tweet. Like, not too <laughs> offset shit. But, okay, now that we got that out, back to your regularly scheduled... Or programming. You're still love you, queen. Don't even worry. We gonna be all right, no matter what happens. But that being said, for this week, the heat mm-hmm. checks I got, which is about to have as go as go talk about my fucking New York bias again. But fuck it, you no, know you're from New York, dude. I am from New York. Shirt, you know man. what I'm saying? <laughs> which which bro? <laughs> I'm a ho- no. Let me stop. I'm not from New York. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> My heat check is going to be Jim Jones featuring Cameron. Mama, I made it off of what could arguably be the album of the year so far. This nigga went crazy. El Capo, Jim Jones. I'm going to get into that when we talk about the new music for the week. Ezigo, what's your heat check? My heat check is coming from Denzel Curry. It is Speedboat. And, you know, I've always respected him. But I I guess, will this just be like kind of spinning into the roundup? Because I guess we're just ready to get into it. Do you want to go ahead and just do the new music now? Yeah. I mean, fuck it. Yeah, then we'll start with Denzel Curry's album then. Denzel Curry released an album yeah. called Zoo. The and production's so. pretty nice on that album, and it was all freestyled. That was the coolest thing to me about this album, because he put out such a quality project last year. Mm-hmm. One of my, I think, easily a top two most creative album that came out last year, maybe the most creative album that came out, and it was one of the better projects of last year. So my thing is that, funny enough, I think I might have just been a hater. And I like to call, say I'm somebody who doesn't hate on a lot of shit, and I give it like a genuine listen to. But because of how well this resonated with me, and then what I've heard with like the previous work, I was probably tripping because this album was phenomenal. It was extremely good, ex- extremely well uh, made and done, and it showed that he was genuinely like a complete artist. And so, uh, Speedboat was obviously like my favorite song off of it. It's one of those that as soon as you hear, it's like. Oh, this is the one. Like in my mind, I was thinking, yeah, this is it. But by the way, there were so many songs on it that were good. Like the intro, even itself, zoos. Sheesh. I think I really fucking loved the song with Ross on it. That was Birds, and Zoo was a really good one, of course. And I remember just being kind of taken aback by Speedboat, but I didn't want to be the nigga that chose a start song, even though I always choose a start song. I when s- I play. <laughs> but I understand that feeling. And then Yo was good too. Like that whole album went kind of nuts to me. Like Denzel Curry, I like I don't tell many an artist to do this. But Denzel Curry can freestyle the rest of his career if that if he's gonna always be putting out fucking you know quality projects like this. But and it wasn't like the same flow on everything, you know. So I know like a lot of artists when they freestyle. Okay, so I don't even want to really say freestyle because that's loose. That's hard to interpret exactly. And what freestyle has got so many definitions yeah. nowadays. So he was obviously was punching in. I'm assuming. You know, but I don't. Th- I don't think it was gonna be like the every two bars punching in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where you're really remembering and like going over and over. But at the but, same time, I don't think everything was like off the dome. Yeah, I don't like, think it was like a straight up, straight through off the dome type shit. Okay. But, but feel that. So shouts out to Denzel Curry, man. Um, 
Mozzie released a good project this week. Um, I was really happy to listen to that. I'm always happy to hear some West Coast shit. Shouts out to Mozzie. And there was features on there that I was happy to see, just like Don Q, Sada Baby, um, Sage the Gemini, Sally Rue. Like, these are just all niggas that it's always cool to see on a project like that. Really seeing someone like Don Q made me happy. Like, I don't know if I just said that, but it's it's just quality music from Mozzie. Like, Mozzie's someone that really doesn't put out music that makes me t- upset most times. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always going to have, like, a standard-level project for him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to shout out Lucky Day on his project Painted just because I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet. But that's something I'm still excited about pressing play on. Um, we got a hot new single. Or should we get into the single or mention, actually? We'll, we'll, you know, cause gonna, I know we're we going to do, do the Cardi shit last. We don't know like to mention a certain artist because <laughs> apparently he's not a good person. Yeah, we're going to get into the Cardi shit last. But the next artist, that's exactly who I was about to talk about, which is funny. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Gates put out a good project, too. But it's like... But if we don't mention a lot of artists because they're not necessarily good people, we wouldn't mention a lot of people. It's not right. even just that, though. It's just like Kevin Gates, at least... At least I won't get into... Because I don't want to talk about his personal, just the music side. Yeah, just the music side. He's not on some Kodak shit where it leads... Well, we won't get too far into all that stuff. But anyways, just the music side of, like, Kevin Gates. is He makes good music. It just seems like he's a nigga that tells you all of the shit that you know he's not actually doing in real life. Like, he... And not even on some, like, uh, the street stuff. Like, I'm not pulling his card. It's not my place. I'm definitely not a street nigga myself. But I feel like even the positivity and, like, all the stuff he'd be saying on, like, his it's videos, like, bro. Like, I'm like, Kevin, you are a bad person. Like, you are not a good guy. Like, <laughs> are you really doing this, Kevin? <laughs> nah. Like, I hope Islam saves this man. Like, I really hope Islam saves this man because I've seen it save so many others. It saved Lindsay know? Lohan. So, I mean, like, really, though. Like, Dude, if, if it can, like, have a complete life switch for someone like Lindsay Lohan, who was arguably like on the same level as like Britney Spears just like shit's just going sideways quick <laughs> then that's, that's what I'm saying it. I hope but hey but I'm saying man I, I don't I just want to know I just want to update if he really did ever bag the Kardashian I know man, right I swear to god I'm a fucking Kardashian hey, bro, this nigga looks so yeah. serious at the mic too he's like I swear to God, I'm a fucking Kardashian. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, oh. Um. It's like, dog, no, they're a relationship. <laughs> Bro, you, you, got, you got a relationship. <laughs> open one, I guess. But anyways, let's talk about the best project that came out this week, though. Hmm? El Capo. Jim Jones. Wait, hmm? We got the Jim Jones Heat Makers. Ooh! <laughs> That's a New York combination. That is just like a gutter New York fucking combination. Who are the features on Jimmy this? from Harlem, the Heat Makers, just producing the whole shit. Cam was on a few songs, which made me happy. Every Cam feature made me happy because Cameron is someone that I think definitely was a king of New York at a point that people don't give the proper credit where credit is due. I think the one that's held the New York King crown the longest is Jay, obviously. But all, there are certain people that all had their moment of King of New York, and Cameron was one of those. And so, um, the Ro- Rose was on there. Fat Joe was on there. Fucking, um, who else was on there? Benny was on there. Oh my, Conway. Okay. Like, you had the niggas from Griselda on a New York album produced by Heat Makers. Like, with stop it this shit Jim was spitting on every Jim is somebody that the older he gets the better he gets at rapping and I think that actually they said it on the um, Joe Budden there's podcast. very few people they, like that for sure they said it on the Joe Budden podcast and it's something that I really do kind of agree with it's kind of um, it's someone that just loves hip hop but wasn't ever 
called a rapper, right? Like, initially, like, growing up. Like, you have people that are naturally gifted around you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he was around, like, a Cameron. He was around, like, a Joel Santana. You know what I'm saying? Grew up in the same city with so many legends. Like, he was always kind of the muscle, kind of the, um, the, they, they needed something sorted out they called Jim and he was around kind of the hype man like he did everything mm-hmm. but rap initially and he would occasionally get on songs right? but also could rap out but, but then slowly it seems like sometimes you see with some of the better art rappers like just keeping it a buck because they've always been prodigies they've always been good at this you know what I'm saying it's always been something they've naturally had the gift of the gab like sometimes they lose it over time because it seems like they're not motivated anymore but someone like a Jim who's not known as a rapper right well and is known as a rapper don't get me wrong but not known as a pure spitter like somebody that grew up like that kind of thing it's just like if he puts out a project at this point you know it's for the love it's just because he continues to love hip hop so he just works at it works at it works at it to the point that this man is really good at rapping like he's really good at rapping every project gets better this is his best project period he's ever had this is some of the most like best produced like best arranged Mm -hmm. he's ever had on a project that shit just sounds like New York like this shit really makes me feel like I walk outside and I see someone pushing their kid in the stroller on the Bronx I just walk walked out of the fucking corner store and had a chopped cheese in my hand and the nigga just yelled at me (laughs) this nigga just yelled at me across the street because of the fact that he wanted to see if he can bum a square off of me (laughs) hey bro you got a square (laughs) like this shit just sounds fucking stereotypical new york in the best way like really just like grungy new york even though i know jimmy's from harlem please don't do the harlem like queens like bronx like try to pull my car check i'm not from new york but that shit sounded crazy like i love this project so it makes you think too because you brought up a good point artists dropping things in their later days it almost is like like i have it, to it's, like an uninspired like yeah, I have it, it to almost feels of i want to. good like and i'm excited for the projects because it's one of those they they wanted to in a sense like they don't have to do that shit at 50 a lot of times they have their money they've had their time so they're not even in the fame space trying to keep it at this point it's just i'm just dropping music just to drop music like i like making music you know and i'm not obviously there's going to be a few that are doing it to like string along the money but that's on like the tail end of their fame and shit or like just trying to get the place so when you're getting it from an artist that's really not the limelight anymore and them just dropping projects that's almost exciting on its own because like okay alright that's what I'm saying this person made something for me to see let me tap into it like most of the United States knows Jim Jones from we fly high don't lie you know it's (laughs) balling and now he's coming out spitting with the best of them like and everybody smoked their fucking verse on this like everybody smoked their verse Currency I love Currency as an artist but Currency does not seem like a nigga that would um, that would rap like that but he was on a Heat Makers New York type like that shit he just started spitting like we just fly, started spitting we fly fucking high that song almost completely just associated with America's Best Dance Crew for me now <laughs> I can't change it I wish this nigga said America's best dance crew <laughs> I just see that one performance from that one early season and it's like I can't see anything else now but so then we'll get into the single though speaking on some New York shit Transition Kings Transition Transition, transition. <laughs> Cardi B drop press you know press 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 Cardi, Cardi don't, don't need, need no press, press. <laughs> 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 nah the song was hard but it's just like I don't know. How do you feel about the song? I'll get into it. Dude, my, the song my, was great. It was hard, it was tough, whatever. Like it had that energy, it had that cardi. But to be perfectly frank, ever since Bodak Yellow, 
I've genuinely enjoyed most of Cardi's music, and it's all been like hot, but none has hit me like, damn, what the fuck did I just listen to? That's what I'm like, saying. Like, this is different. That's what I'm saying. Like, that. But will it ever, because that was my first taste of Cardi. So should I just drop those expectations of, you know, something I've never heard before, because now I've heard her, and I understand her style, kind of, but this is still heat in that vein. And as somebody who you know was a little bit of a Cardi stand even before Bodak Yellow on some, like, weird shit. <laughs> a little. Like, I, this nigga said a little. I listened to her mixtapes before that shit, too. I didn't. Like, I like Cardi B, some music beforehand. Like, the, I think her hardest song before Bodak Yellow or any of that shit dropped was Red bars and the music video to that still goes dumb people still talk about that but like just being quite frank with you cardi and it's something i have to expect because she's a megastar she's in that umbrella of like if she drops the whole world pays attention like one of the biggest stars in the world but it's like her shit sounds too polished to me sometimes when it's someone like a cardi b like it's just I almost want her to just release a mixtape for her fans just at one point because every feature she gets on it fucking smokes it. Like, her features all sound better than her singles she's been dropping as of late to me because it seems like she just is herself the whole time on the feature. Mm -hmm. But, like, the um, the singles sound like I'm trying to get one. And I hate songs that sound like I'm trying to get one. Like, that yeah. was really never... Like, the Bruno Cardi song, I didn't like that much. Money was cool. I didn't expect it to be as big as it was, but it's you Cardi B, so you, it's supposed to be that big. Press is probably the best one so far, but still, like, it sounded it sounded kind of like this was recorded... Because she said she recorded this in 2018, I think. Or maybe, maybe late 2018. Yeah, she recorded it in 2018. It sounded, like, even weirdly kind of mixed, too. It's just like... Wait, so you really didn't like, like, the Bruno Cardi? I didn't like that one that much. At all? I didn't like it that much. Did you like, see the uh, video for it and everything? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I know a lot of That's times... I said that It's much. almost weird because while certain songs may not resonate as well at first, like after watching the video or like something extra, it's like, okay, I start to like them more. And that was one that I already liked, but after watching the video too, it's one of those... I'm not expecting some, like, gutter Cardi, you know what I mean? I'm expecting some gutter Cardi. Bro, out of that, you heard how the song came out. Not out of that. So, like, her, the that, way that she came onto that one in a completely different style was still pretty good. The only thing, I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't like about that, it seemed like a label connect. Even though, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, obviously big label connections happen. Like, it's a Bruno Mars Cardi B song. It's supposed to sound polished because it's Bruno Mars. Everything he does sounds polished, you know? It's just Bruno didn't even sound like Bruno the whole song. Like, it's like Bruno didn't even go on runs like he normally does. He didn't yeah. even get, he didn't get into his bag. It, it, like, didn't, it didn't seem sound like, like, it seemed like more one of those, like, okay, I'm happy, I hype, like, it's a summer track, summer vibe, spring type shit, you know? But Bruno like, didn't even, you didn't even let Bruno get in his bag? Like, Bruno in his bag is a summer banger, you know what I'm saying? Like, is a... Yeah. Like, he's a walking heat check. Like, everything he fucking... Like, being <laughs> he's real, though, Mars like he's, he's, one of the, he's one of those artists that's in that caliber of, like, hits dropping. Yeah. That if he decides he's making a hit, it is a hit. You know? I want to ask you, though. Have you ever been... Press, 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 press. Have you don't need no press. Have you ever been <laughs> off the Henny? Have you ever been off the Ciroc, you know? Chilling with your queen. Listening to some finesse. She don't drink. <laughs> exactly. So you're never gonna catch the vibe that you needed to in that moment. Oh, this no thing. disrespect. Oh shit! You're never Ezigo, gonna catch the dang. vibe. Dang, just made it make sense for me. <laughs> Tin foil. I didn't think about you it. Didn't think about it. It's a different vibe, man. We wasn't drunk together <laughs> listening to it. <laughs> you got to do like 18 different things just to enjoy a song. It's like I don't think that was it. <laughs> Yo, if you didn't turn your head sideways, squint one eye. Jesus Christ. That's funny. This pod is definitely going to be a little bit shorter, by the way, this week. Just because of the fact that um, 
a young nigga needs to skedaddle to therapy. <laughs> Damn. Bro. So I need to get out of here. Which, I mean, once again, I won't go too far into all the stuff we were talking about beforehand, but I just think everybody should go to therapy. That's it. Like, And especially now that I'm in this stage of like trying to work on myself, it's something I want to definitely use as a big tool. But that yeah. being said... Um, that's all I really got to say on Cardi, man. I'm really excited for the next project still. Like, Invasion of Privacy was good, top to bottom to me. It, it was really polished, but obviously that's what you're going to expect from her. So I'm still expecting a pretty good project coming mm-hmm. out. Do you have anything else to say on Cardi? Um, no. I like her snippets, though. I'm going to be real. Like, I think, Dude, Car- her I snippets- think Cardi's snippets better than a lot of artists. Because Cardi, I love her on her gangster shit, and she'd be in there looking like she's really about to fight a bitch. Like, when Look, the little press saying, snippet came out, she's waving her I hands. I haven't seen like, a <laughs> snippet as aggressive and tough and like, damn, I'm vibing since, like, the Shmurda shit, you know? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I gotta bite. Oh, but Bobby Shmurda, which, once again, like, please, like, I can't wait for my nigga to get free, because he's going to take over New York when he gets out. He's about to have some of the biggest... Is he, though? No, bro. Because I know all the love's still there and everything, but but this man just did years in jail. No, for sure. Like, people, what if he doesn't even want to come back to it? He does. He's been making that very apparent. Like, he's trying to get right back into music and keep his life clean and make make his money the legit way. Okay. And that being said, though, like, Bobby and Max B are two people really Bobby as at the top of this list but Max B is just a personal thing just because I really want Max out and I'm excited mm-hmm. for his music too but like Bobby is somebody that has such hype behind him like on incredible shit like really his his jail release hype believe it or not I truly believe is more than like Gucci's was and you saw how crazy it was like Gucci coming that's out that's what I was about to compare it to but I feel like that's the only thing that's in the same room that's though. why I feel like I feel like he needs to get out and take advantage of it as soon as he gets out because we're in a microwave era. Because he could do the same thing. Gucci's making more money than he's ever made before because he capitalized the second he got out. He instantly changed himself, you know, work out healthy, fit. Okay, I'm making so music, like, I'm doing shows. This is the cool. new me. He let it yeah. be known too. So and like, I think rebranded himself almost completely. Instant. You know what I'm saying? So I think Bobby needs to do the same thing. He needs to get out, instant. Go with the branding, go with what he's trying to do, and then he'll have a long, sustainable career after that. I truly believe that. Gucci, that Bobby bitch, bro, that Bobby bitch snippet, nigga, I've never seen a, like, 30-second video get room so hype like that snippet was before he released that song. Like, bro, him in the studio with the... (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know the homie just grabbed him and started slinging him around. So he he's still gonna become the snippet king only because of that one snippet. You, how do you be the snippet king off of one snippet? <laughs> I just no matter what happens, I'm trying to just get any semblance of a connection or fame or whatever, so I can be in the studio when he's making his first hits out of jail. Oh my goodness, that's it. That's that's that it. Energy's about that's to all I it. need. You're gonna be surrounded by nothing but crip niggas. Actually, if he gets released. Um, He's probably gonna try to distance himself from, from some of the street shit too, which I he still know. has love. Bro, for this the man people, just did years that's what I'm in saying. Jail. I, I, prison. I, I need him to distance himself too, but I also like, want him to not not be around the homies though. You know what I'm saying? As long as the homies are trying to better themselves. Well, obviously, not yeah. like young, not homies still on some young. That's either. one of those like is just gonna have to work out those relationships and what who's really like in the same mental space and trying to be on the same like I'm trying to grow path as him because like Cause at the end of the day, some of these are family. You know, like you can't like really just cut yourself off from of family course. like a certain way but it's like, like even uh, some of you I might see like here and there some I might see all the time it depends like who's on my same mental wavelength That's right now so where we can operate like even Nipsey R.I.P. once again to the goat the god the legend and um, his older brother Black Sam like they still have people from the hood around them all the time too but it it was also people that they felt 
had that progressive mentality mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because that's how you're supposed to rock with it you don't abandon your people you take the people that want to go with you if that makes sense not the people that are trying to still be here when you're trying to be over there you know what yeah. i'm saying on some different shit but so we're gonna move on um one thing i do want to say before we continue is r.i.p to everybody that died in the virginia beach shootings and true tragedies to all the families that was a true tragedy that was big 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 cries and prayers go out to anybody involved in any type of way like i'm sad man like i'm sad that we even have to mention shit like this as often as we do Dude, i talked about it before like because i hate I hate that we've gone into a society where this is almost normal. You know what I'm saying? It's normal. I, I was telling Chuko. Let's I was, be real. Let's not even like no, beat the bush. It's normal. I was telling Chuko. I was like, dude, I hate the fact, not that we have to mention tragedies on our pod, because it's not like I don't, I, it's not like I think these are, oh, another one, like I don't want to talk about this, whatever. It's like, I, I'm sad that this happens so frequently that we have to mention these kind of things because it's big news. Like, I'm, I'm tired of seeing people gunned down and slaughtered in a space that they never even saw it coming. Like, why should you be able to go around and kill 12 individuals with legally bought guns and a silencer? That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, niggas think that... So you can't even escape on other levels from hearing gunshots because you don't hear them? Like, that's... Like, bro, like, you hear gunshots in the A, you hear gunshots out in big cities, you instantly know what you just heard. You instantly hear the pop, pop, pop. Like, anybody that's heard gunshots knows that sound. Like, we try to lie to ourselves sometimes if you live in the city and just be like, nah, that's fireworks, ha, ha, ha. It's like, bro, it's the summer. We have the discernible difference. Like, everybody that's heard gunshots knows that difference. And the fact that niggas can legally just go out and say, yo, I want that silencer, G. Like, what do you need a silencer for? For what? What do you need a silencer for? Like, I'm just praying we see legislation made at some point. And genuinely... I got to stop saying that because obviously I'm hopeful for things to be done, but it's on us. It's on people that want to make a change to really hound, hound their local officials and hound their like state representatives to make shit happen. Because even living in the South, I know it's tough living in a state like Georgia, where most of the state's deep red besides like um, the Atlanta area, you know, but the people have a voice. The majority of individuals hate seeing shit like this happen all the time. Like, no one wants to take away guns. And I'm not going to use this as a platform to really go on to, like, uh, what we should do with guns here and there. Because, genuinely, I don't know what the true answer is. But I know something needs to be done on a legal level to stop this from happening every week and, or two. And me and Ezra are pretty different on this issue. To, uh, I'll just say, just because I want a gun. No, the thing is... the. I want a gun at some point. And, and that's the worst part. And I want one for self-defense. And that's it. Just because if you break into my house, your your head's getting blown off. Like that's it. Like you you just you chose you chose the wrong house. And I'm sorry you woke up this morning and instead of knocking on the nigga next to me, which you might have been safer at, you you knocked on my house. Like that's why I want a gun. But I don't want a gun so I could flash it on Instagram. I don't want a gun so I can like tell make people think I'm hard. Like no, I want to even the playing field when the life when my life and or the life of people I love is in danger and that's yeah. it that's it I don't want to hunt Dude, I don't we... care about killing animals I'm the pussy that like I'll go fishing and feel bad when a hook is in a fish is like you know what I'm saying in his cheek like and I know that nigga going through real pain like and I want him to like go to be quick and easy like I'd rather just be painless and like quick and easy trust me I'm not trying to hunt I'm not trying to none of that when when it comes to fight or flight I choose fight every single time sorry Unless there's, like, an easy way to escape, I choose fight every time, and I'd rather... Because I like to be in control of my destiny. 
And if I know, I know I have hands. So if I'm in a mm. fight, like a one-on-one fight, I'm not too worried most of the time because I know at least if I lose, like I'm not getting my ass killed, you know, like someone's not dragging me across the ground. So that's why I want an even playing field just speaking on like guns. And it's all jokes and shit, you know, like in the past when it's like, oh, I would love to be like this. I'd love to be like a Bruce Wayne. I'd love to be like a Tony Stark or some shit, you know. And you always talking about like self-defense and all these things matter. But at this point, these things happen so frequently that it's almost as if I'm someone who I didn't, I believe people should have gun ownership. And again, I don't want to get into like the specifics on how and like how to take care of that. I feel like that's for another day. But I'm someone who personally didn't believe they would own a gun. But Mm -hmm. these things happen so much now that it almost makes me fearful for the fact that while I'm going to be turning 22 this month, that's. And that's still relatively young. At some point, I'm going to have a family, you know? And at some point, I'm going to have children to look after. And God forbid I'm out with, like, my mom or, like, my wife or, like, my sisters or something. And all of a sudden, like, an armed assailant comes up and they just start, do-do-do-do, like, trying to cause noise and trouble. I have to be able to do something about it. Oh, you got to catch the Kiritsugu. Oh, my oh my goodness. You got to catch that. I'm curving that bitch. (laughs) My wife and kids? (laughs) So, I mean, again... To all the families that have lost loved ones in this latest tragedy, our condolences go out to you. It's a shame that these things keep happening, but at some point, I'm confident a change will be made, and it will be one of us, one of the people that care that gets that done. So, And that's love right there. And so, um, I told y'all we were going to get better at transitions. I don't know if this was the way to get better because this is probably not the best transition from sh- talking about a mass shooting, but there was a new Call of Duty announcement. Ooh. That sounds so terrible. I'm so sorry. I really am sorry. We don't mean to make jokes and make light of anything, but this is going to be the last Modern Warfare game. And so it's the only reason I think it was pertinent enough to even talk about, though, is because all of the... we all No, up, the COD is one of those games yeah, that's been... For a generation. For sure. We all grew up on Call of Duty, at least most young people at this stage. Even a lot of older people. I know people's parents that was on the, you know what I'm saying, had the fucking um, headset on and was playing online at nights. And so the fact that, A, this is the last one. Because I remember, like, I remember clearly being in 10th grade when Modern Warfare 2 came out. And, like, I remember the stir that this shit caused. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the hallway is talking about this shit. All the homies, like every single person. Yeah, that and like just warfare. walking up, you got that modern warfare. Oh, I don't got it yet. Yeah, I'm gonna be at your crib tonight, bet. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was on that shit. And so like this that was the first modern warfare I think that really made people go, damn, like this is really like I think that was the moment it took over the generation. Uh, yeah. It took over. Everyone, I knew a lot of people that were into it, obviously, course, and, like, I played and stuff, but I wasn't even, like, super into it, but Modern Warfare 2 was like, alright, so when are we linking up after school or on the weekends? We are automatically, you know you're gonna be playing Modern Warfare 2. And hearing that this is the last Modern Warfare, the one coming out, I've even seen so many people my age that haven't really played COD in a while, like, haven't really, don't really play video games that much, just constantly tweeting about, like... I mean, is this time? Is no. it time? You know, like, just because of the fact that, A, this is the last one, and B, and B, it's like, it apparently looks pretty good, and they're making it cross-platform, so, like... this is what... So the, the PS4, or the PlayStation Xbox debates can finally get settled. I gotta like give that. the, you know, personal testimony on this one, because I was definitely a part of, like, that specific age range that, at a point, COD was cracked for. 
And it wasn't even on some, like, just the people who were really into it. It was crack for everybody. It was like kids were with Fortnite now, you know? So, I'm somebody who has kind of been detached and removed from the whole scene since maybe, like, Black Ops 2, I would say. I played Black Ops 2 very little bit, but after that, I was like, yeah, this game's trash. Like, I'm done with this Call of Duty shit. And then, hearing this came back, the cross-platform... Did it make you want to answer? I don't even have a PS4. I have a PC now. Call of Duty? Yeah, guys, the podcast has been good. Um, let's go ahead and cut it off here. <laughs> it's, it's, Come on, I can't have my Call of Duty joke. No, you know, it did make me want to answer the Call of Duty, though. In a weird way, I really wanted to put the cape back on and clock in because it's like, it's time. This is the last one. It's almost on some, if I don't participate in this, all my years prior were for naught. That's know? what I'm saying. Is it a moment in history that we kind of have to be a part of? For as, sure. As, um former players and notice once again black ops may continue they may get some new infinity like whatever type shit but i'm saying like the modern warfare line was a special one to a lot of people's hearts and the fact that it's coming to a close that's huge honorable mentions black ops one but let's be honest like the original modern warfare mw2 mw3 like these were a strings of just classics mm-hmm. but and so that was big time. We'll have to just wait and see how that turns out. It was just a little nuts to me that people was really going crazy on that. Um, one thing, just going back to music a little bit for a second, is, um, well, not a musical person, is we got to watch the Kanye Letterman interview. Sorry that we when, don't have anything on that for this When was week. the last time he did an interview? Months ago. Or, like, it's been a while. I don't think months. No. Like, I haven't even seen one in longer. Like, no, the Charlemagne um, Kanye interview was, okay. like, a year ago. Like, like yeah. less than a year, I think. But, um... So, shouts out to Letterman, because I know that he really does family-friendly, like, kind of surface interviews, which I'm not calling that a bad or a good thing, just dependent on, like, what kind of interview style you like. I like a little bit more in-depth interviews where they really challenge people, but I heard that this was a really, really good interview, and Letterman's a uh, fucking legend, so obviously now that this is a different platform and not really his old, like, late night, you know, type thing... I'm happy that it probably gives it a chance to be more of an in-depth interview, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of going in on certain things. So that makes me happy to hear, and I'm happy to see that interview because I want to see where EA is at. I mean, there was a lot of anger towards how, just like as a black man who... Kanye West, I'm not going to lie to you, I grew up in a 97% white area. Like, we grew up in a pretty affluent, like, nice area, just yeah. being real. And so... That being said, you don't really find much of your identity as a black man in America until you become an adult and the levy, the playing field levels. Like all these parents your whole life, you know, that you were the like one of the cutest little, like the smart black kid, you know, that was their friends, blah, 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 blah. And then you start to see some of the stares from these parents mm-hmm. once you become 18 plus. Like we can go, we dive into more of this. And I really had an idea, which hopefully no one steals, but of getting a few of my homies that have been in similar situations, whether it be people that grew up around me or people that grew up in other pretty white areas of Georgia that I've met that have had some of these similar issues, you know, struggling growing up with identity, just sit down and us have a round table, table like a round, like a round table talk on this shit. But, um, yeah, it was one of those people that really helped me find and love my blackness when I was younger, just being mm-hmm. real, just listening to his music and the things that he was saying. So seeing some of the Trump stuff, seeing some of the um, the ways he's reacted kind of hurt me a little bit. But one, you got to learn how to not take some of that stuff personally and remember that these people are human beings, too. They mm-hmm. make mistakes and they're misguided too, at a point. And they're misguided. And that goes into my second point. Like he was clearly misguided at the point, And I think he realized that just he because, he, just because like, he said like they were mm-hmm. using him like all 
this kind of stuff. Like he realized that after an a point. And so I'm willing to give him another chance when it comes to just listening to what he's got to say. That's why I'm excited for this interview. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely going to be cool to see, especially like what you're talking before on one of those finding your identity as a black man in a predominantly white area and all these things and not really seeing like let's say a lot of like your people quote unquote represented in like in common talks all the time but Kanye was always one of those artists that was mega star you know everybody no matter who what race and everything talked about Kanye brought together like me and my childhood best friend shouts out to Daniel um bonded over literally listening to like Kanye West and stuff as like second graders <laughs> and, <the crazy laughs> you know? and he's Asian <laughs> and he reached the level of megastar while never letting go of being yeah. black you know what and I'm so having that and then like one of those like people on that big of a platform disappoint quote unquote it, all, it is definitely sombering but at the same time it's a nice wake up call to realize everybody's human so everyone goes through trials and tribulations and you can't necessarily completely cast off individuals like we've been doing in this cancel culture and so this interview like you said i'm kind of excited to just see like where his headspace truly is at and everything at this point for sure surely i agree and so we're gonna move on now speaking of two juggernauts <laughs> Transition Kings. Ow, I, <laughs> no, this one's six out of ten. Six yeah, out of ten. Six out of ten. You're trying though. I'm trying. I'm trying, dog. Like I suck at transitions, but uh, <laughs> but um, the next one is Netflix versus Disney. Netflix shitting on those niggas. What? I had to throw that in super quick, bro. The Disney Plus. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I really feel like both sides of the spectrum is over exaggerating. Like, I think people thinking that Disney's about to just completely make Netflix non-existent and kill them are exaggerating. But I also think that the people that are saying that Netflix is going to be super straight are super, are really undermining what's about to happen. Because I think Disney's about to come with the, with the gagunkas. Like, with the, Disney, with the, all they have are Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar. What else does Disney really have? So you just said all they have is Marvel. No, and like, that's a lot. That you already saw in theaters. And you're not going to rewatch too many times. Okay. And even if you do, that's cool. But Netflix is coming out consistently all the time with new Netflix originals. Let me let me break it down to you real quick, Slime. Let me break it down to you real quick. We're now in the era, in the era of you're making more money and you're driving more... Not making more money necessarily because it's really more of an investment sometimes in the money you make. But the way you drive as many people as you can to your platforms now when it comes to streaming services is original content. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is good at making original content. Good? I'll give it, no, at this point, it's if just we're gonna, Yeah, we got to describe it in like... Because they, were, they were great, but they've actually suffered in their original content as of late. Just being real. Like Bird Box was... Bird Box captured the whole world. Like that fucking like interactive thing captured the whole world. But looking back on retrospect, both of those things were straight. Can I tell you something though? Maybe I think they've only picked it up even more because they've dived into it in a different realm now. They've what? delved into international films in a way that I never thought I'd be listening watching international films. I have people that are like country, like southern folk, telling me to watch like French films and shit that would never have happened in the past because they're making great films across the board now. All right, now let me break it down to you, Slime. Let me break it down to you. One, Netflix can't even sit at the same table when it comes to Disney, when it comes money-wise. You know that. We all know that. Well, yeah. like, that's obvious. That's obvious. But two, like just this is coming from, you, you're someone that's doing business type stuff, so you understand money, right? So when I tell you this, it's like, 
would you believe me if I said like with how much money Netflix spends to get some of these fire productions with like these good actors that they're not really making much if anything at all off of just those pictures off of those pictures when it comes to subs right because you could watch it once and then capture your cancel subscription they got 10 bucks from you Woo. Yeah. you know what I'm saying so that boom right so you have to think about the investment it takes to mm-hmm. put out original content so then to compete with somebody like a Disney like Netflix has already kind of gone to the point in the last year or two where they've where they've been trying to think of a way to restructure to make more to money. make more money because they're not really making much and so Disney's about to come in with unlimited funds to just funnel into nothing but original content because their marketing people know that original content is what is driving stuff now. Okay. They're going to come out with nothing but original content with characters that America loves too in some of them and because you're going to start seeing the TV shows of some uh, of these, the TV like, shows of some of these Marvel things because you're the already TV seeing like the Star TV Wars shows of like you know the saying? How to Train Dragon. I don't know if DreamWorks necessarily I think they're bought out by Disney at this point. But uh, I could be wrong. But you're gonna see like TV shows of movies breaking up. I'm telling you, like they're about to make TV shows of them. So that's Catherine. Let me pose the question though. All their content plus the fact that some of these huge events, like if you get like a Shuri TV show from like Black Panther or something random, like random as fuck. I don't know why that's kind of hype. That's what I'm saying. Like niggas, you you just name all of these characters that people think are cool but are smaller characters. Now you can magnify them and then you could pull a fucking ho-ass move. Like a big ho-ass move. They're getting a Falcon TV show. That's what I'm saying. Like a Falcon, they've already said like I think a Red Witch TV show. Like bro, come on now. Like these TV shows... And then if they incorporate them into the movies too, now niggas have to watch the TV shows so you can see like a key detail that you need for the movies too because you see her character develop. Can I tell you something? Because it's almost like this. Disney's big business, you Mm -hmm. know? And that's cool. And they make some great things. Like Pixar is one of those that no matter if... Down the line it has some like negative sides to it. I'm always writing for Pixar. That's just going to be me. Marvel too. But... I feel like Netflix is for the people. So if Disney just shits on them because of money and takes literally just funnels so much money into them that they inevitably end up like stomping out Netflix, I feel like that's almost just going to be a tragedy in itself as to what Netflix is and what it can be just disappearing, especially at the point that it's right now. Because Netflix, if you, you got to start watching some of these international films and start seeing the representation in from everything, bro. Trust, bro. Like Nigerians, but, 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 Asians, But the gay, thing is, I whatever. agree with you completely. Like, it's beautiful. And, and, it, it's, and I'm not saying like... And like, I think Disney is militarizing, though. The only reason I think about that in like a kind of squash you out is at first I thought they were going to coexist. I thought it was just going to coexist. They were going to take some of the clientele cool, but Netflix was going to become a little small like a Hulu or something, like it was, you know, but it's still going to be big, right? But that being said, dog, Disney didn't have to come in and, and gobble up Hulu, too. Like, when they came in and they scooped Hulu, that looked to me like a, we're planning chess moves, we're taking Wait, you out of the chess. Yes. When did this happen? Bro, that was a few months ago. That's bullshit. That's what I'm saying. So, like, look, look, like, Disney look, seems look, like they're look. planning Can to I tell you, stomp look, them out. This is what I'm saying, though. And who has that, Disney failed to stop that, out? That makes sense. It makes sense because we've already... Shout out to the uh, loyal listeners that have been listening to, you know, more than a few years now. Because we really already did this podcast thing before. We're getting better at it now, but we've already done it. We had a Disney talk, very poorly done. But we mentioned how Disney's taking over the world. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I definitely, just talking more, can see Disney very well beating out Netflix. It's just almost sad to see that that's going to happen. That's because, what I'm saying because think about how Netflix Disney's not going to do the things that Netflix is doing justice when they start doing it on their own platform because they're just going to maintain it in their own right. Bro, I don't think bro, Disney's going to be bringing like the, all these different elements. It's kind of sad. The only thing that makes me um, argue with you there is 
because Disney's so family oriented normally that some of the things are darker, you know, that Netflix does. Some of the things are more real life. Some of the things are more this. But Disney may use Hulu as the other side of like their adult content, you know? Just like pushing that out to kind of counterbalance that. Because usually that's what people say about like, for instance, like the Disney effect is just so different, dog. Like when Disney, like when you go to um, Disney and you see Avatar World, right? You see the Toy Story World. You see all the worlds they have. You just see the difference that money makes. Because then you go to something and you know I was like a Harry Potter stand my whole life. But bro, Harry Potter World at Universal was underwhelming to me for the sheer fact that I walked into Harry Potter World and instantly thought what Disney could have done with this because of the difference in money. It's sad, but it's just like Netflix came in, they stomped out Blockbuster, which used to be like a family staple. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like the Blockbuster. I'm not I remember Blockbuster. We used to have fun in there. Like it stomped out a lot of things. Cable television, which we grew up on a lot of stuff. Dude, but that's Simpsons, just that's just reality. Like, that. like that's, that's reality. Not, that's so once again, can we not say this might be a reality though? No, no? That's not what even what I'm trying to get at. Because that's just accepted, you know? That's how life works. That's how... I don't even... I don't want to say mergers because that's not even mergers at a certain point. It is when it comes to... Like, we're not even going to get into that. But... My only... My only, like, downside to all this is... Will Disney bring the same representation and do the same justice... I think so. ...to certain things? And if they do... The fuck Netflix, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's man, been a good it's run. Gang, gang. It's man. been a very good run for y'all, you know what I'm saying? Man? The only reason I think... And Disney, everything moves on, but... The only reason I think Disney will is because they have really smart people. They have really smart people on their team and really smart people that are trying... Like, Disney cares too much about a dollar, right? Too much about a dollar. And don't get me wrong, Netflix, though... They care a lot about a dollar too because they do have representation in all these beautiful things. But from the inception of Netflix, that started to slowly shift and change because of how the climate changed. Every major company is trying to have representation now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like every company is trying to do the quote unquote right thing. So someone like a Disney who does the right, bro, like go to, go to fucking um, the little Africa part of Disney world. Mm -hmm. It's literally just African people. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Asian part, it's just Asian people. Okay. Like, they're trying... If it's representation, Disney's trying to have the people that came from there. Well, all I know is, before any of this bullshit happens, bullshit or not, I don't really care. I'm just hoping Money High Season 3 really finally drops, because the first two are super fire. <laughs> I'm on my Spanish shows now, and I feel like that's really what gave me the push to even want to learn Spanish entirely. It's like, these are heat. And, like, you really get to see a side of, like... Those different countries that are like, okay, I want to travel and see certain shit, so. Bien, bien, mi amigo. Damn, dude. You know what I'm saying? I see <laughs> you. <laughs> it's been a year. But, nah, but, um, and so we'll try to ha keep our finals talk a little brief, you know, to get into what we have to say just because I do have to leave soon. Nah, fuck all that. You have to, what time do you, how long? Uh, there be a four. Okay, so. I have to drive up, find okay. parking, you know what I'm saying? Well, I got you. So we're going to say one quick thing. Do you think, because uh, last question on this whole Disney Netflix shit. Walt Disney, if he was alive, what do you think he would look at Disney and think and say? Uh, he'd be proud of what it's become because of how much revenue it's pulling in. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry to say it like that, but wow. not because of the inclusivity of what it's become. Maybe he would have a change of heart, but it's also, you have to remember, Walt Disney was an old, like, how do you, how, country, I, I, okay, like, can I ask you something? Because I feel like you, I don't know what direction you think I'm asking these questions from. I don't know either. You asked an open-ended yeah, question. Yeah, like, true, so, so I interpret it how I interpret it. You know what I'm that's saying? That's true. Like, it was very open-ended. Like, Disney's become very, very... Um, 
inclusive very very like social moving and like all this kind of stuff even with gay well lgbt cubes ia people sorry i do not want to like um offend anyone and then um, i was mainly just talking about the money aspect though but like like disney's fucking huge yeah just from like on like a giant yeah oh from a financial standpoint oh this nigga would be smirking dude they're like the disney microsoft like apple type thing they're like these are never going anywhere for sure. Like, he would be happy to see that he created something that is now not just a pivotal, like, a big staple in society, but is a titan. Like, is an actual titan. Like, you cannot take this shit down mm-hmm. if you try. The government can't take this shit down. Disney's too powerful at this point. It's one of those, it's literally a business, big enough business that it competes with global powers. And that's kind of, sure. that's crazy. But for sure. It's bigger than some global economies. <sighs> being real. Oh my goodness. Being real. But that being said, um, going into the finals... Um, cause that's where magic happens. <laughs> you know, Disney joke too. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible and I need to stop. But, um, I want to just say a couple things. One it's America is going to slowly see that I was right for once on any one of my sports predictions because it's still going to be warriors and six. And it's because no matter the warriors played ass game two of the finals, the warriors played ass game two and, um, don't get me wrong. Game one, they were they the Raptors were supposed to win. You know what I'm saying? Like the hype, like the fact that they're in Toronto. It's your home court. You're supposed to hold home court. Obviously, how the finals are structured when you have home court advantage and people are excited about that is if it gets to seven, four of them were at your home. So theoretically, you're supposed to win those four, right? So of course, I'm not surprised about that. But the fact is, if you can't protect home court, usually I feel like you're going to lose. And the Raptors, don't get me wrong, they were playing. Poor, they were playing like ass for some minutes of game two, but some minutes it was really just some of the most unlucky shit I've ever seen in my life. And the refs seemed to be trying to game it go the so, same way. But that being said, it's like KD's probably coming back. Um, Boogie's just going to learn how to mesh a little bit better with them because he looked like he was holding them back a lot of the game that they still found a way to win. You know what I'm saying? Steph was playing like dumpster cheeks and still almost had 30. Like... Clay was having a clay game until he had to get out. If not, I think Clay would have iced these niggas forty plus points. Like, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. My predictions, Katie, they're not. Don't change shit. I'm sticking to my guns. This rapper's in five. Uh, see, this is when we finally get to get a bad sports take from Ezigo. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm the one that keeps saying shit that is just so wrong. Look, now we get to see Ezigo just be completely look, incorrect. It's two games in. Obviously, this was a must-win for the Raptors at their home that they just lost. So that's going to be very weird to see how they respond to. But if they win, if they win this first game at Oracle, I think they can go ahead and take the next one. I genuinely think they can go ahead and take the next game. And if they do that... Hold on, let me go ahead and give the fans a spoiler alert. They're never taking two games in the Oracle. Okay. (laughs) But but just off of momentum and just off of play and everything, like the restructuring of the team as they're going to be coming back... Let's be honest, I saw Clay already kind of like he was hurting, but I saw him jogging back to like the locker room. He's going to be there for the next game. Uh, KD's going to be there. I don't think the game three, he's going to be there game four. So if they take game three without KD, Granted, and then KD hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They, they announced that he will, but he, I feel they like said they're come back midseason. No, not midseason, mid-series. And I don't, they're not making those announcements lightly. I th- genuinely believe if they can take game three without KD, 
and then have him come back into the mix for game four, that's going to be his first game back in a minute. Like, And they're going to be trying to work him in certain ways. It's going to throw off team dynamic. And I don't know if you like you take that in well with a caliber player like KD. Like, I'm just hoping. You know, I guess. Bro, what if whatever. KD comes game, first game back 40? That's... Yeah, the thing is, if KD has 40 first game backs, that's having 15, 17. Clay's having 15. No, no, no. And then Steph has like 30. No, he won't though. He won't. I promise you, they're not. With Boogie in the mix too, they're not. No. Whole team dynamic fucked up. Bro, they haven't played with a squad like this since, I don't even know. Like, it's been a minute. First round? <laughs> no, that's true. And they got and, and that was just after getting Boogie back after, like, a but while. But I will go ahead and admit, Ezgo being correct on two fronts that I've joked about. One, Van Vliet's a dog. I will give Van Vliet his credit as a dog, because that man tries. Like, he, he is hustle personified. Like, he really works his ass off every single game. Bro, you had a and player see, come from the G League into quality minutes. That's another Seth Curry type. You know what I'm saying? When you got these caliber players, they come to play. And then Siakam... Siakam is a tr- is the truth. He's going to be a future star in the NBA. That being said, I just want to go ahead and make it publicly known again. Please stop calling my African brother Spicy P. Like, please never call this nigga Spicy P. You don't think P. that's kind of fitting that for an the, African to have that, Spicy that in their the name? That is the corniest. I don't want anyone to never call me Spicy. Like, stop. Don't call my African brother Spicy P. Call him anything else, please. <laughs> he, he likes the nigga. I just want to know, though, who really deemed Aminu as chief, you know? Because I felt like that was one of those reserve names that we were going to give to the most high caliber. You know what I'm saying? Players, Once we get our saying? finals MVP. Yeah, Once yeah, we get yeah. our African <laughs> finals MVP or our African MVP, that's who we were going to call Chief. Not Aminu. I'm sorry, bro. Aminu's nice, but like that? <laughs> nah. And so I'm excited to watch the rest of the finals, man. I do kind of have to scurry on. Um, do you have anything else to say to the people? Um, for all the listeners out there, it's been a minute since we did said something genuinely from the heart. If you tune in week to week, if you tune in and take any of your free time, I know you might not listen to the whole podcast or, you know, you might just catch like a half on your like work commute at work, like doing a a small lazy task, whatever you can listen to. We genuinely appreciate each and every listen that comes in on all of these platforms and the love that everybody shows, because I know I still hear it about how, yeah, man, I listen to your podcast like from close friends or even friends that I haven't talked to in a minute yet. Like I listen to your podcast. I enjoyed it. You guys keep doing what you're doing. All these things that are genuinely so uplifting and encouraging, especially in times like I know we all like to say it, but you never know what the next individual is going through. And so when you get kind words like that all the time from friends and family and stuff, it makes it feel so nice it makes it feel so good and it gives them that push to get through whatever they're going through. So I really do appreciate everybody out there listening. And it's just like big love to all the people that view our shit. You don't ever have to press play on this, but y'all choose to do this every week. Um, thankful for all the people. I've had multiple homegirls and just like people come up to me and say, I give y'all's podcast to people at work. Like I've suggested it this week. Like, and I never ask anybody to do any of this and y'all really just be doing it. And that shit is really dope to me. Um, if you want like comment, share, like do whatever you can, like subscribe, that shit is dope to us. And if you want, just press play like shit, like you really don't have to share the shit. I'm just happy that y'all enjoy it. Um, to all the people, our new Instagram, once again, is at the Offspace Podcast. It's not that new anymore, but that's just mainly where we do our interactions and, like, 
where we post things about the pod. We need to be more active on it. I have been having like a really rough like mental last like month, few weeks, like whatever. But we're back and we're better. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so leave sad. that comment, send you know that DM. We'll get back to you. Yes, sir. It's a struggle every day, but I mean like. To get better is to do better every single day, one day at a time. Keep one foot in front of the other. My name is Chuka Offer. My name is Ezigo Offer. And you're listening to the Off Space, Space Podcast. Space, yes, Space, sir. Space. <laughs> I didn't have to growl at y'all niggas. I'm so sorry. But, Shut uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll catch y'all next week.